Hey everybody, thanks for taking time to listen to 7 Minutes There and Back, which is a podcast about me just driving to and from work, talking about sometimes the incoherent and random thoughts in my head, but also just an outlet to unload the stress of the day or to prepare for the day and hopefully open some doors to have conversations amongst your friends or amongst myself and any of you, so... You know, if you like it, follow me. If you don't, don't. Thanks for everything and enjoy the show. Morning, everybody, and welcome to Friday. Uh, Before we get into too much of Friday or any of the rest of the week, which has felt a little bit like a blur and a constant changing evolution, let's get some verse of the day in. It's from Isaiah 40, 29. It said, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Um, I think that it's a good verse. It's also one of those verses that, that you hear a lot, you know, when people are are seeking comfort in the Lord, when people are seeking comfort in the gospel during their times of need. So it's not an uncommon verse. It's not a verse that is unknown to people, but... It is a verse that, um, you know, makes me think of, you know, we talk about power um, and and strength and these things. I always wonder, you know, the scripture uses the word meek a lot, like M-E-A-K, I believe is how you spell meek. Maybe it's not. I'm kind of dumb, but it does use that word a lot. And uh, that word is often seen as, as as a weakness, right? Like, oh, he's meek, he's feeble, oh, he's small and little. That's not what that word means. Uh, that word is power under control. So they also use uh, meek to describe war horses, you know, giant, giant war horses, creatures that are powerful and strong, but reserved and disciplined. So just as we read through, or as we read, read Isaiah 40, 29 today, that word popped up for some reason in my head. Meek is like, hey, talk about this, because you know, I think there's, there's some misconceptions as people talk about the Lord giving us power, giving power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Um, ultimately, those are the people who, who God says will inherit the earth as well, is those individuals who follow him and are not seeking worldly power and, and worldly strength, or worldly um, strength. So uh, I thought that was an interesting thing that just popped into my mind. So there you go. Now you guys have that. Today is the last day of the week, and then we have Monday off for New Year's, so I'm pretty excited about uh, another long weekend. Yesterday, I took a work trip, kind of last-minute work trip. Uh, drove about six and a half, about six hours. Um, late Wednesday night into, and then all day Thursday. Went up to Minneapolis, met with a client up there. It was a really great trip, really good group of people up there, really good team that we got to meet with um, that needs our, our services and what we do. So that was great. We're able to execute on that piece and, and move that ball forward, but 
Minneapolis is a, it's a weird spot. You know, it was uh, very pretty. And the city itself, you know, a, people were seemed to be fine. People seemed to be nice. The city is well built, well constructed, aesthetically pleasing. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. We drove right by the stadium in downtown. So I, th I think that's probably where the Vikings played based on the size of the stadium. But also the whole city kind of felt tense. And I don't know if that's still a byproduct of, of a few years back. That was the epicenter of a hotbed of protests and feelings of oppression and, and these types of things that kind of spread all around the world. So that was a, a hotbed location for that. That was the epicenter of that of that situation. So it just felt tense. You know, like there was a, a weight still there that people hadn't lifted or hadn't moved through. So that was a weird feeling. But got an opportunity to, again, like I said, take that road trip. We drove six there, six back. Uh, myself and a colleague. I mean, what great conversations were had. What an opportunity because he and I are, are close friends. Well, we're, we're, we're friends. I think we're closer friends now. We're really good colleagues. We're both men who are passionately pursuing the Lord and looking to provide for our families. So we had a lot to talk about, a lot of good things. And one of the things he told me about that I want to look into is a, a book and or a movie called The Case for Christ. It is a man who, as his wife comes to the Lord, starts to passionately pursue proving that the Lord is not real, ultimately with numbers and statistics, and then comes to the conclusion. I haven't read it. I don't know how. This is a, It's a real story, so um, non nonfiction. Comes to the conclusion that the Lord ultimately is real, based on numbers and facts and historical events. So I'm excited to read that as somebody who likes to prove things in numbers and in, in the world. So that's exciting. And yeah, just a good conversation. And then last night we had our couples Bible study. Very, again, a very powerful conversation around Revela or, uh, yeah, Revelations 12. And the idea that when Satan left um, heaven, he was able to take with him or convince a third of the angels. And, and I find that to be fascinating because a third of the angels who were with God in his presence still chose to leave with, with the enemy and with Satan. What a challenge and calling for us to ensure that we guard our hearts to ensure we do not fall away from the Lord as Satan tempts us and as Satan deceives us because those angels saw the physical being I mean they, they they knew and saw the physical being of the Lord and still were able to be convinced to fall away so the challenge to all of us is don't be pulled away from the Lord by the tools of the enemy I know it's hard because I know that via scripture that even the angels were pulled away from from the Lord. So ultimately, that's kind of where that road trip left us. I got to come home, 
got to do Bible study, got to spend time with my wife and kids and just be back at my house. Like I've told you before, I love to travel for work because I find it to be an honor to represent the organization and step out and show people those things. But um, also, I just miss home when I'm away. So we'll finish up this afternoon. We'll go through that and we'll see you guys after the weekend and after the end of the day. So see you guys later. Thanks for listening to the morning now, roughly eight or nine or 10 or six hours later. Hello, everybody, and happy day to all of you. Uh, Today is the end of the week. It's Friday. It is late in the day. It is... uh, It is one of those times where I want to just be appreciative for all of the things in my life and all of the things that I've been blessed with, and also the opportunity to just do nothing. Uh, It's New Year's this weekend, so I'm going to try to just relax and chill and hang out with my family again. We have a early new year's eve party we're gonna go to so from like 5 30 to 8 30 with kids and a bunch of people and you know we'll do like um faux champagne bottles for the kids with grape juice stuff like that so it'll be fine it'll be fun um and that's that's ultimately the plan i'll tell you all about it after the weekend but i wanted to take today's afternoon session to talk with you about all of you about why I think people wait for New Year's resolutions or to start things on Monday or, you know, the beginning of the month will be when I start this, those types of things. So I don't really understand that mindset. I'm, I'm a bit of a doer, right? So, and by doer, I mean, if I get an idea, I believe it's going to work. I believe it's a thing. I just start doing it. A good example would be this podcast. I had no reason to believe that I should have a podcast. I just thought one day I'd love to make a podcast. I'd love to leave my thoughts and feelings and leave a legacy. I'd love to spend some time trying to help men and and people really get through the day-to-day lives and understand that they weren't alone in whatever it is they were going through. So uh, here's about the extent of the research I did. I sent a text message to a friend that said, Hey, which podcast platform would you recommend? And he said, try one of these three. And I took the first one and just started. So that's kind of how I do things, right? I don't put a date out there and try this thing to like build up to it. No, I just kind of start doing it. Um, which bites me in the butt sometimes, candidly. You know, I end up in situations where I don't really think things through all the way or things go a little differently than I thought and I have to adjust and pivot where if I would have just put a date out there, told some people, talked about it, I would have been able to get ahead of it. But when it comes to resolutions or change or people trying to understand or, or plan and using Mondays or new months or new years to do it, I'm convinced the reason that they do this is from a false understanding of hope and discipline. So people do and use these like milestones being the new year, the Monday, the new month, because they have a, a hope 
And if they fail, there's always another one, right? Like, oh, if I mess it up this year, I'll do it next year. If I mess it up this week, I'll start again next week. Instead of sticking to and being disciplined in their approach. And those those two things are driven by a, a society, in my opinion, that has convinced us, and a worldview that has convinced us, if you are trying to do something, so if you're on a diet, you're dieting, you're dieting, you're dieting, people will tell you, well, if you miss a day, you already failed. Or if you don't quite live up to your expectations that you set or you set your goal, you failed. I think the reality is, is every day you try to do something better or something better for yourself, you are getting better even if you don't perfect it. So if, for, for instance, one of my main goals that I'm terrible at, but it is still a goal of mine, is my physical fitness. I want to be more physically fit. I want to spend more time in the gym. I want to have better um, physical health. I want all those things. I don't do them. And so by not doing them ever, I continue to get worse at it. Now, if I were to just start lifting once or twice a week or trying to lift every day and maybe only doing four days or maybe only doing two days, and then that two days turns into three because it becomes normal, it becomes something I like, I'm more successful. But people get really cynical and jaded and that's why I think people crave starting on the beginning of the year or beginning of the month or beginning of the week is because they see it as a hope of a new or of a fresh start or of a new start if they fail or if they fall short. In reality, just start it right now, whatever it is. I don't know what your New Year's resolution is. I don't know what you're trying to improve in your life. I know for me, as I just told you, it's physical fitness. I shouldn't wait till the first of the year to start trying to be more physically fit. I should start doing all of the things, right? I can walk more. I can lift more. I have a home gym in my basement. I just don't use it that much. Um, I can do all of these things right now. I don't have to wait four days. And lifting on a Monday doesn't make you stronger than if you lift on a Tuesday in the middle of a week. So, again, I think it's hope. And then I think it's discipline. So people want to start on the beginnings of each week. Because they want to be able to have the daily discipline and they want to be able to control the daily discipline. But ultimately, I would say, again, it's not necessarily how well you stick to the plan. It's that you keep moving forward with the plan. Even if you falter or misstep or, or make an error, just keep moving forward with the plan. Keep doing that. So... Whatever it is your New Year's resolution, and for those of you who are making New Year's resolutions, spend a little bit of time understanding the difference between a goal and a commitment. Those are two very different things. A goal is something that's aspirational, something you want to try to achieve. A commitment is something you will achieve regardless, and it's, it's no ifs, ands, or buts. The world will happen this way. So spend a little time understanding goals versus commitment. And my wife and I do goals, right? So we get together. And we do a goals thing. So they're, they're usually big dreams, big ideas, big time and financial investments that we want to do. Not that if we don't do them, we will actually fall short or fail miserably in life at something. So keep that in mind as you set your goals and or commitments. And two, 
whatever it is that you plan to start on January 1 of 2024, let me, let me challenge you with this. Why not just start now? Whatever it is. If, you know, if your goal, and here, here's a couple that I hear a lot, right? If your goal is, is eat better, why not just start eating better now? If your goal is not to have alcohol, why not just stop drinking now? And if you say, well, because New Year's is coming and I want to have a drink on New Year's and that would be weird, then you're not going to make it. I promise you. If, if you're, if you're going to be swayed by an arbitrary date on the calendar, you're going to be swayed by a lot more things and you're not going to make it. So if you have a reason why you can't, I would be curious to know it. Please leave it in the, you know, the questions or comments or however it is you would communicate with me and tell me. But I can't think of a reason or a goal or a commitment that anybody would have that they can't just start doing now. So um, ultimately, that's the challenge. Ultimately, that's where we are. And I really hope that all of you have a wonderful New Year's weekend. You get to spend time with your family. You are all safe. You all make the right decision. Don't drink and drive. It's the dumbest thing you can do. It is not worth it, whatever it is. If you need $30 to not drink and drive, someone will help you with that. Don't make dumb decisions. Don't put people at risk. And don't postpone till January 1 which is a Monday, by the way, for those of you who are beginning of the month, beginning of the year, beginning of the week planners, January 1st of 2023 will be the greatest day of all time because it is a Monday, it is the beginning of a month, and it is the beginning of a year. So if you believe that that will help you, you should commit now. Thanks, guys, and Happy New Year. Be safe.